to get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. We're going back to the house now. This is 1230 AM. There's seven people in the house. Lawrence Hong, Joshua Hunter, Caitlin Peraz, Perez, Zachariah Raithwell, Jordan Segura, Terry Lewis, Matthew DeGrude. At this point, the McCabe has the idea or somebody has the idea to round them up and let's go get some nuggets at McDonald's, right? Because everyone's kind of drinking, having a good time. And that's just the natural progression for drunk people, you know, including me. We do that all the time. During this time, right before the murders begin, Matthew goes through a few changes or routines, not routines. He does a few things that are questionable. Mm -hmm. Number one, he puts on latex medical gloves that I'm imagining he found in the bathroom. Okay. Just those blue gloves, you know, you put on. And he says to to someone at the party, which there were at 30 people, as I said, at this party, when he starts doing this, people start leaving because they get worried about what this guy is saying and how he's acting. And, and no one else really knows him. He's kind of McCabe's friend. And he's saying this before the McDonald's trip. He's doing some of Yeah. Things. So okay. everyone starts kind of just, OK, nice party. But I'm, uh, I, I wonder. It night. Yeah, I wonder what the conversation he was, what was like with with him, if he interacted with people and was kind of acting weird at the party or if word got out. Yeah, no, he was acting, he was interacting with everyone at the party and those weird things. So, yeah, because and then maybe even McCabe like told a couple people before the party started that maybe he was, I don't know. No, because I'm about to show, we're about to go through each stabbing. And I broke it down by each person with what he, what his testimony was. It is brutal, man. It's, it's crazy. But I'm trying to get you guys a little prepared. He, anyway, to answer your question, he was interacting with everyone at the party. He was social butterfly, no con- confrontations, but he just started just going off about conspiracies and Hitler and Barack Obama and all of the Matrix. Somebody asked, why are you wearing medical gloves? He says, quote, it would hide my fingerprints in case I had to kill somebody at the end of the world. So he thinks the end of the world is this party. The night of the long knife. He offered the gloves to another party member. So he's amicable. Did I get that right? Close. Amicable. Amicable. So he's nice. He's trying to save others. Yeah. And he says, quote, the moon was going to turn red and purification would occur because the the guy didn't accept the gloves. And he was like, are you sure, man? You know, the moon's going to turn red and purification's about to occur type of shit. Literally, that's what he said. There was a fire pit and, and a lot of people started leaving when he was traveling around the fire pit. If you want to read this. Hmm. At one point, Mr. DeGrood stated, I had the latex gloves in my pockets. I equated myself to Darth Vader. Knives were going missing at work, but it wasn't me. A guy there talks anti-Semitic, so it just made me suspicious. I don't want you guys to do a real investigation on that. Maybe just search his house. My dad sits at home. He's a great guy, and everyone disrespects the police, and that's garbage. At a later point, he stated, I thought war was going to wage, and I had the knife because I thought I was going to have to cut up the bodies. This is after his arrest. You guys understand that, right? Right. He is like... Okay. This is him so he's, trying right, to explain th- his thoughts. Tell me where you guys are at right now. 
Do you think he you think he did this because he's been planning it? I, I think there's some sort of mental breakdown. Yeah, here. I would I would call it more of a schizophrenic episode, but he did have I mean, he did have the wherewithal to get gloves to block his fingerprints, but he probably knew he was gonna get caught. I don't know. He joins people at the fire pit outside, and as I said, people started leaving really quick. There was a small axe by the fire to cut up the wood. He takes this small axe and he picks it up off the wood. He grabs, he goes in his, his pants pocket, he pulls out his own cell phone. He flips the axe over sideways so the blade is horizontal. He puts his cell phone on said blade and he drops it in the fire. His, his cell phone in the fire. So kind of weird, right? Another one of the guests grabs the handle of the axe and pulls it out. It's like, what the, what are you fucking doing? You know, at this point, DeGrood grabs his phone, throws it on the the ground there. And it doesn't break because it's grass. Takes the axe and chops his phone and it shatters. He then takes the remaining pieces and chunks it towards the back fence. People are starting to leave at this point. I mean, you know. In fact, the the victims were in the house, remember, around this point. So they and didn't most see of what them, he was doing. like three out of five of those victims were sleeping. People were getting pretty spooked. One person tried to calm him down, offered him water. He said, no, I don't need water because I'll get water intoxicated. Like, this is what he's saying. All right, this is this is where it goes, man. This is going to be brutal. It starts in the kitchen. Zachariah Raithwell is this man right here. He was the first one that was killed. So you see he's a musician. This is the first victim you said? This is the first victim. Got it. Okay. From what what I found from the timeline, from what he says and in the police report. So yeah, this is the first victim. Now, this is what he says. So far as I know, what happened was this. This is his quote. Will it still be murder if I was defending myself? Because he was really bothering me. So what happened was the big tall guy, we're talk- we were talking about Buddhist philosophies that we're all going to die. So just have fun, have sex, etc. He obviously disagreed with-, with me and was towering over me. So I asked him to give me space. Now, this is Zachariah Raithwell. He, he is tall. Mm-hmm. So th- I'm 100% positive this is him. I asked him to give me my space. We were walking towards the knife block, so I decided to shoot first because I didn't know what he was going to do, so I stabbed him. So it starts in the kitchen. Zachariah Raithwell. Now, they were talking Buddhist philosophies. He's just probably bull... I mean, this guy's a musician. He's probably into it, but kind of just, you know. I mean, he said, quote, I asked him to give me my space. We were walking towards the knife block, so I decided to shoot first. He says shoot first. With his knife. You know, it's just crazy. So he stabbed, and this isn't just one stab. This is... If you, if you were talking about psychotic breakdowns, this is a kind of stabbing. Oh, oh, oh. Multiple times, same spot, just like back and forth, like a like a machine. You know, just, just wherever he can. Seven, eight times, every person. Because 13 minutes, you got to yeah. get a lot in there. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people survive stab wounds. And he's not aiming for, oh, I got to hit your heart. He's just kind of just... So do you, you don't think it had anything to do with like the fact that there were few pe- fewer people in the house going to M- McDonald's trip? Like it was just coincidental that this happened in the time period that these guys were going to McDonald's. You tell me. The other guys. That's what you're... I'm... Uh, it's in... <laughs> no, 
Right? That's a good point. There's fewer people in the house when he does, all of a sudden does this. Especially if a lot of the people were leaving. What do you guys, what do do you guys think on live chat? Do you guys think that uh, this was planned or he he planned to wait till everyone left or what? Like me, I don't know. I I think maybe there was something subconscious about if he if those people could have overpowered him and stopped him, it was his opportunity. And he already had the gloves on at this point. Yeah, he already the has gloves. The gloves is what makes me think it was somewhat premeditated. But was he in the right mind? I don't know. This is a second victim. Can you describe him for the podcast listeners? He looks goofy. Like he like he looks like he's having a great yeah, time taking a picture, photos traveling somewhere mm-hmm. like it's sad these kids look like they would have been super fun to hang out with mm-hmm. yeah these are all basically the kids that he was going to college with so they're around our age at the time yeah they're about yeah lawrence hong sleeping on the couch in the living room this is from DeGrude's own words quote then the people on the couch saw and they obviously started freaking out So I killed them from left to right as quickly as I could. So from what I saw, Lawrence Hong was first. So he's all the way towards kind of the door. He just go. I mean, dude, these these guys are on the couch. Zachariah is dying, screaming. It's bloody hell. And they're just sitting on the couch and he and right by each other. And he just goes and like like down an assembly line. I mean, and uh, to kill someone with a knife, that's very personal. Like, I know personal, but it like it's you got to get up close different and, yeah. than shooting someone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're there, man. Like you're feeling their breath and everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he says he killed them left to right as quickly as he could. Josh, jo- uh, Jordan Segura, he was the, the next victim. That's him right there. He was one of the ones to kill. If you want to try to describe him. I mean, they all just seem like young guys, yeah. Young, big smiles, you know, just really sad. Crazy, man. Yeah, crazy. And then after, so it was basically Lawrence Hong and then Jordan. And then, quote, the girl ran into the corner. So I went and stabbed her. I said, I'm sorry. I have to do this. This is her right here. This Uh, was the, the female, the only female that was killed she almost made it out she was the fourth person to get stabbed but she was running for the door then he says quote and who's he talking about now who's the nice guy the guy on the 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 uh outside the guy the the guy that ran down the street right right josh hunter the the bandmate this is him drummer apparently these guys are are were they were the next big thing they're selling out shows in calgary which is a pretty big city and people are loving their music I mean... I like that he had an animal on his drums. I didn't really... Oh my gosh, was that what that was? I was trying to figure out what that was. Uh, I didn't even notice that. That's... That's great. No, that's animal, Mom. Animal! That's that's Elmo. No, it's not Animal. Elmo. How many times oh. do you need to say He's it? He's a Muppet. They all look like He's Elmo. He's the drummer. They're all Muppets. Oh, he is the drummer, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Quote, then the guy from the kitchen wasn't dead, so I had to hunt him down. But then I just left. This is from the Gazette. Officer's son faces five counts of murder. So I'm going to go through his background at this point, okay? And we're going to see if this guy did, did mean to do it or not. What do you think he was studying in uh, college? With extinctions. No. Distinct. Distinction. Distinctions. <laughs> Fuck, you can see I never got that shit. <laughs> you did graduate, though. You got your degree. Yeah, University of Phoenix. Uh, it's still a degree. Was he studying philosophy? <laughs> With extinctions. 
that's what that's what he got. He didn't get distinctions. He got extinctions. And then uh, they're like, "You owe us money," and you're like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, dude. They sent they sent me this thing because I like I knew I owed him money, so I did all my classes real quick. And then they sent me my degree, and I'm like, I got this, bitches. I don't owe you shit. <laughs> and then they sent me another letter, like a year later, that Please says, send back your diploma. No, no, they say all your your um, the money you owe us is forgiven because apparently they were sued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a big deal. Like because they were targeting veterans. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, uh, yeah, what they did was uh, no, not okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so they forgave it. I think it, whatever impact to your credit, they fixed. So the point is. Is always try to just get. Don't pay your bills. <laughs> pay your bills. Apparently, John's advice. No to bills, uh, no taxes. <laughs> just fly under the radar. Yeah. All right. So Matthew DeGrude, son of a Calgary police officer, thirty-three year veteran, Inspector Doug DeGrude. Quote: These were all good kids. There's no question about that," said Police Chief Rick Hansen. Matthew Douglas DeGrude was twenty-two years old a student with distinctions at the University of Calgary. In university, he studied psychology and minored in law. Oh. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Very interesting. I would not have guessed that. I did not guess that. I was going to say psychology. Crazy shit. Sure. Hours before the stabbing, he posted the following on Facebook. And if anyone can tell me where this is from, I don't know. I'll do a dance right here. Quote, dread and the fugitive mind. The world needs a hero. <laughs> I've heard that before and I don't remember what it's from. This is what he posted. That's his Facebook thing. Hmm. Someone's going to look it up and it's not going to be fair. So the bet's off. <laughs> the bet is off. That is from. That's how he gets out of all of his bets. He that, just randomly declares that it's off. That is from this album right here. Megadeth. Oh, I can love some Megadeth, man. I get it. By the way, Stranger Things, they had uh, Metallica on there, Ride the Lightning. Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I need to catch up on Stranger Things. And by catch up, I mean... Apparently, this season was not the final season, and I did not know that. There will be one more. It's after season four? Yeah. I thought it was done. I thought it was done, too. How do you know it's not over? Because of the way that they left it. And th now they're saying that season four was the penultimate not the last season. And I think they changed their mind maybe halfway through it. Yeah, I think they did too. All right, 22 years old, like I said, he was still living with his mother, Susan, and mother and father, Susan Ann Douglas, and his 23-year-old sister. As I said, they were all texting him. In 2008, he was in grade 11. He became involved in illicit drug use, which was cocaine and ecstasy. It became so bad that his friends told his parents that's got to be fucking bad oh, excuse my language that's i forget mom mom is here you don't care that's got to be mother if it was my dad <laughs> if it was my dad it'd be bad because he still gets mad when i say things like piss really we couldn't say like the f word the f-a-r-t word at, in the house <laughs> or the c-r-a-p word is that why you still don't use those words today like, I mentioned this before, but we could watch Beavis and Butthead, but we couldn't say butt. We had to say Fanny. This <laughs> 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 <just> is stupid. <laughs> Beavis and Fanny Head. <laughs> but we could, I could still watch it. It's ridiculous. Anyway, he went to AADAC, which is the rehab for a year. David, Dr. David Hodgkins, he treated him for the whole year, and he says that the drug problem was completely resolved. And since then, he has had no relapse or anything. In 2013, he graduated with distinction from the University of Calgary, major psychology with a minor in law and society. 
He was accepted right before this happened, the law school at Calgary and the law school at the University of Alberta. Isn't that crazy? No criminal records at all. You guys get mental illness here, right? Yeah. Do you guys remember the Austin Haroof story? Because this Which is... Which one's that? The the zombie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's, there's a thing here, and no one's talking about it, but I feel like they should be because this has happened more than once now. I've covered three stories that this has happened. There's a buildup of conspiracy talk. There's a buildup of crazy talk. There's this whole period, someone that never had any issues that has this, this just starts saying crazy stuff and not like some neo-Nazi or whatever that has a new belief. Like this is just out there shit. And then all of a sudden it just snaps and it's full psychosis. That Austin Haroof story we covered, if you haven't if you haven't heard that story, recap it. He seemed like a normal guy, started this crazy talk weeks before, because this was going on weeks before, and his parents were actually worried about his mental health. The DeGroote's parents were so worried that he would kill himself. They obviously could never imagine this, but, you know, that's what they were worried about. So but anyway, about, like if they were wor- worried, I mean, I guess because once you are in college, you have to, I don't know, I don't know if you can be committed by your parents. I don't know what the law is in Canada, but I don't know why, why didn't. Well, so, all right, uh, to make what I was saying earlier, uh, to, to recap the Austin Haroof story, I believe it was in Texas. But anyway, he, normal guy, everything, popular guy, all of a sudden started this crazy talk, weeks and weeks, same shit, Obama's the Antichrist. I mean, it's not like your dad saying it or my dad saying it. Like, this is something that they would never think, and it's just out hmm. there. The Matrix is real. I, I've got a... I mean, he's buying garlic for vampires, you know, like he he is. This is his reality mm-hmm. now. There comes a point where it snaps in the Austin Haroof case. He snapped one night and went to ran down the street, some random house, two old elderly couple were out in their garage. And do you know what happened, Mama Jen? He ate their faces off. Yep. He ate and and he didn't he didn't know what he was doing. He was not in his body. That's what that's what the psychosis is. This guy DeGrude, I mean no one and I put in a bunch of uh, quotes here from the parents because obviously they're really pit the parents of the victims. And we also covered that Vince Lee story in mm-hmm. Canada. Yep. He was a bus rider. All of a sudden he he started seeing demons or something. And he just went to town and cut this guy's head off right on the Greyhound bus and started holding it up like a mongrel or something. It's not normal murder. It's just out there. It's like you're not connected. Like something just twisted. And it is just, it's like a demon, literally. Like, I mean, it could, but the the point is like, there's no one talking about this, but there is a buildup in every one of these cases we've done. There is a buildup of crazy shit. Before it happens, you know, and people just, uh, I don't know. And they just snap. Even in the Ronald Popo case, the Miami zombie, you remember hearing about the Miami zombie, mm-hmm. that guy, same thing. Guy. He was married and had, you know, his whole life ahead of him. And, you know, he was a normal guy. And all of a sudden it's just like, boom, he's eating someone's face right there in Miami. And it wasn't bath salts. It wasn't drugs. This was like psychosis that's why I'm, I'm fucking scared man when i was like reading this i'm like shit i hope i don't get into this you know if i start talking about this stuff 
You guys let me know. I mean, this shit is crazy. We are talking about murder every... I know, but it's like it's like something takes over their 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 whole being. And it's just like... And it's, and it's always very um, bestial. It, it's all it's not just murder. It's like eating and, and very, very bestial behavior. Very like our ancestors. Very just raw. Animalistic. Animalistic. Very just, you know. And the same with this. I mean, it's fucking crazy, right? Everyone pretty much thinks that it was not his fault. And, and I have pages out of pages out of pages of him even at the 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 mental hospital talking just crazy stuff so i, I was i'm just gonna read some of these these are text messages from him between between 12 33 and 12 43 to his mother read circa du, du freak i'm not paranoid just read it and read it about moon's google it trusts me i love you trust me it's reincarnation this time i do the right thing for once instead of thinking only of myself Tonight was Alan Wake and Sermon on the Mount. Alan Wake is distorted through Illuminati. It's okay, Mom, I promise. I will never die. No one will die. You can't come here. You will die. Just read the book summaries. Trust me. You are possessed by the moon. I will come to you, okay? Hmm. Just incoherent stuff. One of the things that I, my professor told me in grad school when I was taking like the DSM-5 course is that normally when people try to fake a disorder, such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, they do too much like they they know what to look for and so they try to like when it's a psychotic break you can't you can't make well, this stuff up you'll like, you'll see that these doctors every one of them said that the same thing that there are there were things that he did that it would be extremely hard to fake like uh psychosomatic things right. like uh like things that you can't really fake exactly. like stuff that your body does naturally yeah if you're in a state of psychosis so he's had four or five doctors, professionals say that this guy was in a state of psychosis. Right, and it's that's what it sounds like. But that, I mean, I was kind of backing that up. If yeah. you if you're trying to um, like this, but it does look thing. it does look kind of you know oh he's psychology major and major in, it just it, oh I see yeah. what you're saying. And his dad is a high ranking police. You know, yeah, I can see where that where that goes but you know but you have five victim five victims here the families you know what 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 do you think the outcome is going to be come on be honest you we've done the vince lee case in canada he he was released yeah mental mental facility so what what is what what is his what do you think you're not going to lock him up forever there some of the family members think he should be in a mental institution forever once he's cured i know this sounds but can you can't you can't you can One, manage it. You maybe. can manage yeah. it, but once it's managed, there is no reason to keep him in there. Let's just be. I mean, I know it sounds twisted, but it's not like he did it on purpose, right? You know, what I, mean, I think realistically, you can keep him in there for a period of time to make sure that what you're using to manage the psychosis is working, and then you need to keep monitoring. If you're going to release him and not keep him in a facility, you, there needs to be some sort of monitoring system. Mm-hmm. But when he got, when he obviously. His defense lawyer and and him filed for an NCR, which is not not criminally responsible, mm-hmm. and that's what Vince Lee got too, and he got out after just a couple of years. Yeah, after a couple of years. So, but I mean, this guy killed five. You know, that is hard because the families don't want him out, but at the same time, like everyone everyone knows that he that he had no control on it. He you can't if you don't control your 
you can't control yourself, you know, you can't blame someone for that. It doesn't mean, though, that they there's no consequence to that action. No, it should be no consequence. No, no, it, no. That the the law set up that way. That's what in being in, insane means. Criminally yes, insane. If but you, in if, a lot of times, like you are institutionalized for I, an extended period of time, or even if there's like a minimum, even if you are medicated whatever balanced i do think that there should still be a minimum time and and even like in cases in the united states where it's a manslaughter case where there wasn't an intent to kill someone you still have you're still held responsible Mm -hmm. there still needs to be some he still needs to be held accountable somehow i don't think so because it's not like he was choosing it's like i said when you're when you're in a state of psychosis you don't have any control you don't even again how do you know that that's not going to happen like again you need to it's make a dangerous sure i know society. but you shouldn't hold him responsible like you shouldn't use the word responsible okay Why? then it, it could be a dane like how, how do you know that that person's not going to do that again psychosis and, is unpredictable. whether they were responsible i know i know i know not. but he's not he's not criminally the word responsible responsible yeah he I needs mean, to be held accountable though or and made sure that he's know. stable enough to be in with society which to, is which is medication once they get him on the right medication and, and ensure that he's taking it and then like how long are they monitoring somebody before they actually to like make sure there's no I don't guarantee know. that's that, a pretty yeah. big thing to gamble on that somebody it's the same thing whether it was intentional or not like there's a prison sentence for a reason not it's, just for being not just like the sentencing but to make sure they're not going to harm somebody else in society like it, okay so if you're saying that there's no reason to hold him and that you give him the medicine and make sure he takes the medicine there's no guarantee that this guy takes the medicine that is managing his psychosis unless you literally part of his accountability plan is that he drives to a facility and is monitored while he takes that medication yeah, that's every single day that's something different I'm saying like the but is it, it reasonable going through the I can read the family quotes but they and under Understandably, they all want him to be in prison forever or go, die or something, you know, and I, I get, get they're like heartbroken. But at the same time, if, if he had no control over it, you know what I'm saying? Then I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It, it's one of the what do you guys on live chat think? Do you guys? Uh, Natasha says mental facility. Yeah, but for how long, though? Group Forever? Home. Ashley says group home. Yeah, I mean, I think that I am monitoring. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty common response here. But I feel like, yeah, exactly, Hunter. Who says he's going to take his meds? Um, so I think if he goes to a facility that even if it's not padded walls, you know, because the mental health care is a lot different now than it was even 50 years ago. If it's a, some sort of, you know, facility where he, he can do activities and he can have um, some sort of freedom, you just can't leave there. Like, it, you know what I mean? It, it can be nice. It can be a nice place. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, but for how long? Well, I do think that there's something to be said about one, making sure that they are like in a stable frame of mind. And I do think I don't know. I'm, I'm not educated in this field, so I, I can't say this, but I do think that there should st- still be a period of time where you feel like they're they're stabilized mm-hmm. and it like oh, a, still a period of time needed to make sure that like 
that it, it stays consistent and they are consistently taking their medication, whatever, like able to be rehabilitated into society, you know, that could, I would expect to take a period of years and in some sort of period of time, af- even after they like feel like they're stabilized. I think there, there's still a period of time because your medication tolerance can change. Mm-hmm. Some people think you should stay in the mental facility forever. Some people say you can't keep them in there. I don't know. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying he needs to be in there forever, but I'm kind of like he already he already did snap and kill five people. So mm-hmm. I think that there is a like you've got to be extra cautious. It's not like this is someone who has never shown any any signs or has signs, but hasn't shown any physical acts of violence. He has killed five people. That's a pretty big deal. You got to be sure about that before somebody goes back in into the rest of the world mm-hmm. to make sure that they're not going to do that again. Yeah. Like if I was the, the person in charge of that. Like, that's how seriously I would take that. Yeah, you know? but someone I, else's I think, life could be at risk. I think they, they want to keep them locked up to save face almost. So the families, like, yeah, but you can't, man. But it's not, like, I don't think it's just to save face. I think that, I mean, if you keep him, if you keep him locked up or, you know, away, then yeah, the, the families will feel some sort of justice. The fact that he's not free in society, but, that, but it's it could have happened. The rest of society, it could have happened. It, let's reverse the order. What if it was one of those families? What if it was their son or daughter that did the same thing? You know, but I mean, it's terrible to think about. I but get it, yeah, if like if something like this happened to me, then I would want to be kept somewhere where I know that I'm not gonna like, I'm especially gonna, yeah. This. But you know, you say that now, you don't. I dude, you do not want to be in a no freedom in like in a lockdown for very long. Well, that's long, what I'm saying. Man. There's 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 different types of facilities, right? You know, like but like knowing what I know about mental health, and I guess and so uh, uh, and that's a privilege. You know, not everyone knows that kind of stuff, but you know. I wouldn't want I w- if if I'm you know like uh, Degrude and I'm a normal contri- contributing member of society. I'm going to become a lawyer. Um, I want to do good by people. I if something like this happened, even though it's you know I can say all day well it wasn't wasn't my fault that I had a psychotic breakdown. Like I wouldn't want to be in the position to to harm the people that I was once trying to protect. You know what I mean? I would I wouldn't want to stay in that motherfucker. I'd pay, I'd try to get out too. I, I do that. That ain't no way to live. Well, what I mean, about, even okay. if you're in a really nice home, you ain't got freedom. You can't leave the campus. So have you guys seen Spiderhead yet? I, I, let's let's get on with this. We got to finish this I'm, up. What's Spiderhead? It, what is that? It's a movie on Netflix about uh, criminals who who um, conducted a, a terrible crime. And instead of going to prison, they take part in this experiment and they're issued medication um intravenously they have a pack and they're monitored and they have freedom on the island and they can like they all have jobs that's that they not do. freedom a, though man. is it a true story are they restricted no. oh, okay. to the island yeah that's not freedom okay that's fair so it's different like ed gein all right he was found criminally insane but he knew what he was doing he was just you know this guy just was just had no idea he wasn't in he wasn't present it was a demon taking over his body or something i get it the back in the 1600s this would be considered witchcraft and we would burn one of you guys <laughs> instead of this person like we made him do it yeah all right let's finish True. this shit up what There's, am i supposed to read sorry i'm cousin to it just uh this la- this is some of the stuff that he was saying in the ambulance okay During the ambulance ride to Rocky View Hospital, Mr. DeGrood made a number of statements, including the following. 
I don't want to say I did it, if you know what I mean. It was the sun, the Illuminati, and the church raping and killing children. I'm waging a war on a spiritual plane. It's between the sun and the moon, and Nubis, if you know. Hitler was Pontius Pilate reincarnated. Wait, N- Nerebus? Is that that... Anubis, Anub- oh. Anubis. Hey, I want to say right quick, I, I know I said sure. this before, but there's a, a weird theory out there that I found very fascinating, that schizophrenia, basically when you, you're hearing voices and someone's talking to you in your head, they think the prophets, like every prophet, like Jesus and Muhammad, hearing God, they just think that they were schizophrenic. So so like, you know, you have two parts, you have a left part and a right part of your brain. Mm-hmm. And they've done, they've done tests where if you completely isolate one part, that other part has no idea what the other side of your body is doing. Yeah, that's why they would perform, perform that surgery. Yeah, split brain surgery. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's basically two different people in everyone's like this. So if if something is not wired correctly, you're going to hear that left side of your brain talking to your right side of your brain, and you're going to think it's God, because what else is he going to think, you know? So Moses and Elijah were not prophets. They were just mentally ill. No, I said Jesus and Muhammad. Oh, but Jesus wasn't a prophet. He was... But did he hear the word of God? Did he hear God talking to him? I guess. Okay, well, then he's mentally ill. <laughs> Could make that argument, I guess, with anyone that says that, but... Anyway, anyone that's a Christian, stop listening to us. (laughs) I didn't make this. I'm... um, This also says, I believe killing people in self-defense is just and fair. Obama is a false prophet and I am the son. Well, that's true, but... Stop it. (laughs) I I was born in an incubator and I'm an alien. I feel like I was going to be poisoned. I don't believe Hitler killed anyone and was framed. I want to thank everyone for being nice to me and not shooting me when you could have, and I wanted to die. The dog bit me, and it was fair and just, and I deserved to lose a limb. I tried to commit suicide in the dumpster I was in. I tried to cut my wrists. I believe I am Jesus reincarnated. I am not paranoid, schizo, or crazy. I believe we live in the new age. Can I say something right quick? That same, I believe I'm Jesus reincarnated, that same thing we read before on on that another case. That, that one guy that wrote the, the stuff all weird? Son of Sam? No, no, no. Huh? The guy that, like, he wrote the stuff, that letter. Oh, and like a tr- Yeah. Didn't he say that? I'm talking about one of the guys that uh, it was um, that Ronald, the Miami zombie guy. Oh, he said that too? Yeah, he said that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him. Same thing that I'm Jesus. Hmm. All right. I mean, we can finish this up. Well, there's a lot more thing, random things that he said. We'll just put it that way. <sighs> yeah. So uh, what do you guys think on live chat? Do you think uh, we should let him go? I mean, th- keeping in mind, this is Canada and... Uh, you have, a lot uh, of live chat does not think we should let him go. You have a uh, you have Carla Homolka being an elementary school teacher. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming. <laughs> let's see, this happened in 2014. I'm guessing he's out. Oh shit! No, but he's on his way out. He's definitely going to get out. It's just a matter of time. This is a uh, him right here. He's going to a group home at this point, and he was found not criminally responsible. So as I see, he's not out yet, but he is on his way. Um, when do they? Do, I mean, does he seem to be doing better? Like, is he? Well, a group home, as you know, is like the next step to being before free. Me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so. good that it's phased at least. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Whatever you guys, uh, uh, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> He's got his Safeway job back. That's fucked up, man. Why would you say that? It's terrible. <laughs> That's a good joke, Alex. It's fine. Well, I mean, but all right. So if he let's let's just hypothetically say 
that it wasn't actually psychosis. And he faked it? And he did. This is hypothetical. I don't okay. think he did because of... Yeah, I don't think he did either. But hypothetically, okay, and he he studied psychology. He knew exactly what he could and couldn't do, how far he could go, how far he couldn't go. And he was found not criminally responsible. And you release someone and then it happens again. Or he's given medication to be and monitored it and, it give, and it has adverse effects and then it happens again. Or he actually does have a psychotic break. What happens then? I think there's no second chance in those types of situations. All right. So basically what she's talking about is the term is called malingering. And that is when when people try to fake it to, to actual doctors. Wait, is that what you said, right? You think he's faking it? No, I oh, don't. I personally don't. I, no, she's saying, like, what happens if... if, if oh, if he does it, it again. Does it, yeah, know. if he does it again. It, even if he... Fake, fake or not faking it, what happens if it happens again? I would say... Uh, that's why I don't think he, he should... I guess just adjust his medication. I don't know. Medication doesn't fix everything. Sometimes it makes it It does worse. if you're a veteran. <laughs> All right, so one of the doctors says, quote, Mr. DeGrood has a disorder that is primary, primarily of a psychotic nature given the presence of auditory hallucinations. It is most likely that he has schizophrenia. And the, the term that if he was faking it is called malingering. Mm-hmm. Dr. Choi stated that it is unlikely that he has been malingering on his condition. And he says... The randomness of his delusional beliefs, according to Dr. Choi, supports the notion that he was generally psychotic because of the disorganization that can occur in this state. And there's a bunch of other. I mean, this guy was put through a lot of tests. I can promise you that. I mean, I've got a whole 17 pages of freaking doctors here. It's just too much to go into, honestly. But he did pursue an NCR, and like you just said, or like you just saw, that he is he is going to a group home, which the next step is obviously, you know, yeah. Can y'all send money outside Patreon? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> weren't you going to set up a donation thing? Send us a Venmo. Yeah. Send Jen a Venmo. E-transfer. Oh, my God. Send us money. I thought you were going to set up the donation thing because we can do surprise yeah. shots for people that, yeah, that we, donate. Yeah, remember we were doing buy us a beer? Yeah. If you guys want to send money, send it to Jen's account. She's the one that needs it most. I'm going to just be honest because we have joint accounts. Well, I own the account. Right. Because yeah. everything here is, is your property <laughs> since you're married now. That's right. Yeah, she's my property. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Uh, all right. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Jen, Give us a little bit. Jen, tell her, tell her what your PayPal is, Jen. My PayPal? I don't have a PayPal. Okay. Well, you're not going to get any money then. It's at Jen, <laughs> at, at Jen Collins dash 15 is Venmo. I, I, I don't. Oh, that's Venmo. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, we're going to be we'll back. We'll post it to the next live chat for <laughs> She's you. She's trying to get your bank account information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need the routing number and account number, please. It's like one of those emails. Like, like I have a, an uncle that no, was inherited. Niger- it's Nigerian <laughs> prince. Nigerian <laughs> prince, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, we'll be back in 20 minutes. This will be public for everyone. Ronald Gene Simmons, it's insane. It's going to be very dense. I'm not doing more than one more episode, and it's going to be very brutal. So, I don't know. If you guys like that, stick around. You can support us. Talkmore.com slash join to become a Supremo or a supporter. And you, we record live streams every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also release episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also watch the Johnny Lama alien stuff that we're doing now. That's Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anyway, this is Talk Murder Me. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. Mm-hmm.